All right, the Xbox Two is back on air after a week off. What is going on, everybody? I hope everybody is doing well. I'm one of your hosts, Randall Thor19, and with me back from his week vacation where he recharged his batteries, Jez Corden of Windows Central. What's going on, buddy? I'm good, baby. How are you, man with a million? I'm a doing million pretty good, man. Man on a million beaches. <laughs> Uh, we always go to the same beach every year, so it's 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 the man with one beach. Was it was it nice to disconnect from Twitterverse and I, just kind of avoid everything? Yeah, it was. I mean, I dropped in every now and then to tweet when I was bored, you know. But yeah, it was nice, man. It's nice. You never underestimate the power of a actual break, a real break. I did miss my laptop a bit though because I. I'm now several days behind on my World of Warcraft grinding. I'm going to catch up. All right. Well, I mean, we we did miss a week, although I don't really re- there's not really that much like huge breaking news uh, to talk about. But we will have some huge breaking news a little bit later. Jazz is going to confirm an existence of an unannounced Xbox game. Oh boy! Oh, don't overhype it. Uh, <laughs> That overhype it. I had it. to. I what had to. What's he doing? Overhyping what do you mean? things. It's not overhype. Anyway, I'm like, I am so wary of overhyping things now after that Sea of Thieves PUBG thing. Oh well, I mean, true, true. But we're not we're not saying if it's going to be good or bad. It's just that you know there are there are some people questioning if the game's real. All right, but okay. we know it's real. So we're going to talk about that later. Of course, we have a whole bunch of topics. Uh, an Xbox grease, grease proof controller? Like, Jez, is, is this controller made for you? I know you love like eating chicken and, and gaming on Xbox at the same time, right? <laughs> you know what? Actually, it kind of is for me. <laughs> I, I, I would, um, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a messy. Uh, yeah. You know, I, would, I would use that controller. What, the Austra- uh, Australian community team made that, right? Like, they, they made yeah. the Xbox onesie too. Yes, right? they did. Yes, they did. Yeah, those cheeky chappies. That's right. Um, so we're gonna be talking about that, although not like in a. Re- we'll we'll be joking around about it, but uh, the bigger stuff, of course, is uh, Mike Ibarra taking shots at Sony, like just out of nowhere about crossplay, because <laughs> uh, crossplay was back in the news again uh, for because I believe the Sony guy said something about that. Um, we're also going to talk about, I don't know, a whole bunch of other stuff. If you have any, uh, you know, topics you want to, uh, you know, hear discussed on the show, make sure you, uh, type it in, uh, you know, the chat or use a super chat to get it read instantly. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll do that, you know? Um, but what, uh, before we get into all this stuff, Jazz, I know since we missed like oh, last week, besides World of Warcraft, because I'm sure everybody here has heard enough about <laughs> World of Warcraft that they don't you don't need to mention it anything any you know anything else. Are you sure? I had a whole segment planned to talk about Warcraft again. <laughs> have you <laughs> played any console games? I have, actually. Oh my god, you actually have played some console I played games? Played some console games. Alright. Yeah, those, those old fashioned games from, you know, back in the day. Um I have been playing Battlefield Five Beta. Which is oh right, that's out. right now. Yeah, and I, it? I I downloaded it last night. I'll be trying it out today. I might make an impressions video tomorrow. Tell me, I know you love Battlefield. 
In fact, that was the one game me and you have actually played together on Xbox Live. <laughs> the one game that we played together was Battlefield 1. Are you liking Battlefield 5? I am, actually. I really like I I knew I'd like it because I like Battlefield and it feels like Battlefield. I like World War 2. You know, I mean, games about World War 2. Obviously, if I was in World War 2, I'd probably feel a little bit differently about it. But I enjoy about uh, World War 2 games. Um I really like it. I mean, the beta is very buggy, and you know, things floating in the air. And but there's there's loads of cool new systems that sort of improve the flow of the game. There's some things that I don't like so much, like um, when you die now, you sort of bleed out, and you lie on the floor going, "I'm dying." It it makes everything feel really slow paced, mm-hmm. and also it really annoys me how um, how uh, everyone who's dead. Like you can't shoot them when they're on the ground, like, and you got you got. I kept thinking like this dude. If this dude lying on the ground that is now invincible and I can't kill him, he could be telling his mates where where I'm moving and where I'm hiding and stuff like that. So it's like strategically annoying that there's now there's basically a guy on the floor who's invincible and he can call out your position and stuff like that on comms so i don't like that mechanic i think that mechanic's lame um so but other than that i uh i really like it the gunplay feels good uh the um i don't know what you call it the traversal feels good like you can climb over much taller walls now it feels like um it's almost got like an arcadey sort of feel to it in some ways because you can you can build like barricades magically on the fly and uh, you can throw medikit health kits around you can loop health kits and heal yourself uh, which almost feels like um a battle royale inspired mechanic it where like um when you capture a point you can now loot uh med packs yeah yeah i, I saw yeah, that How, so so the game look how's it look um i haven't i haven't good. actually played it in 4k yet Ooh. Um, because i when i stream on mixer i have to I put my Xbox One X into 1080p mode um, because of uh, the capture card card out of 4K. So I haven't, I didn't bother to switch it over back over to 4K yet. But it looked all right in 1080p. Like some of the textures weren't that impressive, I guess. You know, but, 1080p um, makes you a better gamer. No, <laughs> that's um, what Sony said. It makes uh, you a better gamer. Oh man, I don't know. I don't know. But I need to try that, I guess. It's it's so annoying how like the for like things don't support 4K properly. Like it's in, like to get a, a proper external 4K capture card, you're looking at like one of those Atomos things, which costs like a thousand, two thousand dollars or something ridiculous. And I'm not paying for one of those. So yeah, I have but to you're you're big on Mixer now. I saw you and Roby pulling in twenty eight thousand people for Strange Brigade. Oh my god, that was insane! That's probably wow. the that's all the amount of people that have probably bought Strange <laughs> Maybe um, <laughs> that was crazy. Um, we bro- we yeah we broke twenty thousand yeah. reviews on Mixer. I've never seen a Mixer stream with that many. People. Neither have I. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's, it's kind of weird. But uh, really quickly, shout out to Gamer M for the super chat. He says Xbox execs looking desperate, constantly adding Sony. We'll definitely talk about that uh, in the segment with Mike Ybarra. So thanks for the support. Really appreciate it. But yeah, 28000 for Strange Brigade. I put up a review for that game. Uh, you played it. What did you think about it? 
Oh yeah, that's another game I played. Obviously, Strange Brigade. Um, I haven't played it that much, and like when when I'm kind of streaming a game, I'm not really thinking about the game too much. I'm more focused on streaming, I guess. If the game isn't in my muscle memory, but I, I thought it was quite cool. You know, it it plays very similarly to a Zombie Army trilogy, which honestly I kind of prefer because it just because it's more violent. Um, you know, and less less. I mean, Zombie Army Trilogy is quite wacky, I guess, too. But at least Zombie Army Trilogy has got chainsaws in it, so it's automatically better. But and also, it's got blood and gore and all that stuff. I'm not a huge fan of the the mummies enemies and and also like the sort of more cartoony. It feels like they've tried to go for a broader or- audience by not making it too bloody and not making it too violent and stuff like that. But I did quite enjoy it for what it was. Um, I don't know if I'll go back and play it that much personally because I think like I prefer Earth for that kind of game. I prefer Earthfall, which um, has more of a Left 4 Dead vibe. I guess I don't no. really like the puzzle stuff. See, in, that's, uh, see I actually like the puzzle stuff, and that game, of course, is much better in co-op. My biggest issue with Strange Brigade, and maybe you'll feel the same, was the gunplay. It just didn't feel good to shoot your guns. You know what I mean? Like the hit detection mm. was awful. I don't know. Like my that was my well, biggest problem with that game. That's that's another thing. I can't comment on the hit detection that much either because Roby was hosting the game on the uh, the West Coast, so my lag was terrible playing that game. So like I, I think that's another reason why I don't really have a proper opinion on it because I was lagging so bad when I was playing with him. Like because the the latency for, because he was the host and the latency was really bad, but um, you know I thought it was all right. But again, it's like if I had a choice between playing Rebellion Zomb that or Zombie Army Trilogy, I'd probably choose Zombie Army Trilogy just because it's more violent. <laughs> hey, you, yeah. people who listen to this podcast, they know how shallow I am when it comes to that stuff. But the thing is about violence in games; it makes the guns feel better, more impactful if they are doing visible damage to the enemies. If they're just flopping down dead, like in Sea of Thieves, for example, where the enemies just have sort of this death animation, they don't feel, the guns don't just feel, they don't feel as nice to shoot, you know? And I thought like some of um, Stranger Brigade's like amulet powers, which are kind of like ultimates, I didn't think they were that good either. But again, I, I couldn't land them properly because of the lag I was having, so... Yeah, I don't think I'll play that game very much. It just doesn't appeal to me on a static level that much. And also, I didn't like the puzzles, man. I just, it, for me, it slowed down the whole game. I just wanted to shoot things. The puzzles weren't that interesting. They were, like, super easy. They can't make puzzles in games too hard because people won't be able to do them. Yeah. And ultimately, in a game like that, people want to shoot things. They don't want to do puzzles. I kind of appreciate what they've gone for, but I don't think it works that well. So, I don't know. Yeah. Not a huge fan. Not a huge fan. I um I played Planet Alpha. Um, I saw that. Tell me about Planet Alpha. I don't know much about it. Planet Alpha is a what would you call it? A one of those like cinematic platformers uh, in the vein of Inside and Limbo. You know, where oh, you're right. moving left to right. The thing that this game's got going for it is it looks absolutely gorgeous. Like some of the environments. And some of the things that happen in the background are truly jaw-dropping. Like, I sat there, I'm like, holy cow, like, this game is a looker, right? 
But unfortunately, that's all it really does have going for it. I mean, and this is coming from someone who loves these type of games. Like, I am predisposed to really uh, enjoy these, I, I don't whatever genre you want to call them. But I don't know. Like, it just, it, it I kind of got bored after a little bit in a ways that I never really didn't when I played, like, Little Nightmares or Inside Limbo uh, and a couple other games of the genre. I mean, if you want a really good-looking game, you know, on your OLED TV, then yeah, get it, and you'll you'll probably get a good five hours out of it. But like some of the puzzles and the stealth sections are just kind of weird. Like you have this ability to change like the sunlight because uh, some some sections require you to like, hey, I can't like get to this next platform. But if I turn it from daylight to to, to nighttime, oh, here comes a mushroom; it'll spawn right. So you have sections like that where, like, oh, I have to, like, change the time. But other than that, I mean, it's an okay game. Uh, I I was expecting a little bit more because I watched that trailer and I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be really cool. And I just maybe I hype myself up. You know, I I shouldn't really do that. And it happens sometimes, you know, when I look forward to an indie game like this. I, I just, never hype myself up. I know you do. Well, my, you know, as they never, said, no, X- never, never, never happens. Xbox doesn't have things to get hyped for, right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> burn! You went there. Yeah. Well, it, jokes. Come on, guys. Come on. It's all jokes. It's all. It's all, it's all good humor. He means, um, he means it. No, I, I don't mean it. Shout out to Corey Dillon for the super chat. <laughs> he goes, "Was Digital Foundry paid off to bury the downgrade talk?" Hmm. Uh, we'll talk about the Spider-Man stuff because Jez, I, you didn't really talk about that whole Spider-Man downgrade fiasco, did you? Because you were on vacation. I, I I said it was hilarious or something in that in that vein. It was kind of funny watching that whole thing play out. Yeah, it was uh, definitely a lot of fake outrage on both sides there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We'll definitely talk about that. <laughs> but um, the game that I've played the most this generation, PUBG, finally released in 1.0. And uh, I, I put up a review finally of it, and the game. I still, I think the game's great. Like the fun factor, playing with my buddies, winning all the time because we're just that damn good. Go for <laughs> myself, Magic, Maka. Uh, you know, we just destroy teams. I mean, we won five games last night. You know, even on Sandhook, they added the new, you, new map. You carry me, man. You need to carry me. I don't know. I mean, can I carry you? Or you know, are, are you that bad? I don't know. Possibly. <laughs> I I suck at the game, man. I'll tell you I, what. I know, I'm just I know. too impatient. I'm just yeah, too yeah. Okay, so I think you might like the new map more. Okay, so they added the new map, Sandhook. They added the event pass that you can pay ten dollars for, and you get missions and all that kind of stuff, right? Uh, mm-hmm. They also added uh, all the cosmetic stuff, the, the like where you can actually with real money buy G coin and then use the G coin dispense. So they have so the game's fully monetized now. Um, but Sandhook is a is really arcadey jazz. If you don't really like the slower tactical feeling of the other two maps where it's like a little bit slow, this one you will enjoy because this one is all action all the time. The the map is like really small. I think it's like four kilometers by four kilometers. And everywhere you drop into, there will be people there. And the the circle Hmm. moves so fast that games only last 15 minutes. So that sounds much better to me. So I'm going to give that a go. So you might you you probably will like this one better. Now, for someone like me and someone like Gopher who enjoys the more tactical aspect of Miramar and Erangel, um, I don't really like Sandhook so much because everywhere you go, everywhere you drop, 
there's going to be 30 people. You drop Paradise, there's going to be 40 people. You drop one of the bases, there's going to be 15. And the, the, the maybe the worst thing, but also the best thing about this map, Jez, and uh, you might know this from playing the other maps, is that uh, it's hard to get a good weapon right away, right? You can search all these buildings and you might come up with shit. There is literally M4s and QBZs and umps and vectors out of the ass all over the place. You go into one building and you'll have all the weapons you need. So, like, everybody you run into is going to have all this great stuff. And you're going to have all this great stuff. So, yeah, I I think you might enjoy it. You you might die a lot, but uh, you might get a lot of kills, too. It's a good way to actually improve, uh, you know, your your skill. uh, Yeah, learning the guns. That's another thing about... PUBG is like when because I play a lot of Overwatch, right? If you want to, if you want to learn a new hero in Overwatch, it's so it's so easy to just jump in a game, die a bunch of times, and get a feel for it. But in PUBG, when you die, it, it like it takes like half an hour to find anyone to shoot, and then you get killed, and you have to wait like another half an hour to shoot someone else. It's just drives me crazy, man. Yeah, I can't take it. Now there now achievements are also live as well. However, there is this kind of weird glitch where some people aren't getting progress. Uh, nine of them were retroactive. Uh, I got those like the thousand kills and the bunch of wins. And it's interesting though because there's always been this talk about when is PUBG coming to PlayStation Four, right? Uh, remember that was like the big talk last year. Oh, when's mm-hmm. it coming to PlayStation? When's it coming to PlayStation? And when I was looking at the achievements, Jez, now this might mean nothing, but maybe maybe it might have some maybe it might mean something. So there's a few achievements. When you look at the achievement art, it'll have like a gold frying pan or a gold something, right? But then there's other ones that are silver. And then yet some of the more basic ones or the easier ones are kind of a a black color. So when I was looking at this and I was like, huh, interesting. The really tough ones to get are gold. And then the mid-tier ones are silver, and then the basic ones are kind of a black color. That kind of aligns with the PlayStation trophy system, being that there's gold and silver trophies as the top two, and then a bronze ones for the bottom. So like when I was looking at the achievements art, I'm like, you know what, they could just copy and paste this to PlayStation and be done. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that when I was looking at it, but I seriously did. I seriously did. Well, uh, you know, with, when it comes to development... Apparently, one of the most annoying things... Oh, well, I'm sure there are more annoying things than this, but I remember it being an issue where the Steam Achievements API was very different to the Xbox Achievements API. So, like, I can't remember if it was Steam or Microsoft, but one of them reworked their API so it was easy for devs to just make achievements uh, with the same code triggers across both platforms. So, like... De- devs try and minimize the amount of work that is required to make achievements across different platforms and stuff like that. So that is a probably logical conclusion you've drawn. Yeah. Well, the game the game's not really truly fixed yet. Um, it's shout out to shout out to Tim Dog, the man, <laughs> the legend, my buddy. He uh, hits up with super chat and says, "Sorry, but I have to ask before I get back to work. Will Xbox have an event for some of the stuff they're supposedly sitting on this fall?" Now, this is the rumor that I've heard that me and you have talked about in DMs that I've heard from different people about a supposed Xbox event that would rival PlayStation experience. You've heard about this, right, Jez? I've heard the rumor. I don't know where it comes from, but I've definitely heard the rumor. Um, 
I still don't think it's happening. I know there's a Brazil event because Rod Ferguson said he's going down to Brazil for the gaming event there, right? Mm. Microsoft has a big presence in Brazil. Uh, there's still a Tokyo game show left coming up. I still don't think there's, like, consider... If they wanted to invite fans to this thing, right? And if it was supposed to happen anytime soon, like October, we're already in September. That's There's not a lot of time for that to happen. You so, know what I think might have happened here? I think there might be some crossed wires, because there is... There is going to be a Microsoft event in October, but okay. it ain't for Xbox. It's for general hardware. So we're expecting Surface Laptop 2, Surface Studio 2, maybe, and maybe some some surprises, but I don't know if it's going to be Xbox related. There might be something Xbox related, but I doubt it. Because the, the audience for Xbox is very different to the audience for Surface. And they have their very different marketing. So while there is going to be this Surface event in October, we think. I don't know if there's going to be... I haven't heard anything about there being an Xbox event in October. Could be wrong. But I can't see it. I mean, what would they show? That's yeah. the thing. That's the thing that gets me. It's like Gamescom was the way it was because Microsoft doesn't have anything ready to show. I think they're... They're waiting to announce the next Xbox before they announce, you know, what game Ninja Theory is working on and what exactly is Playground Games' next title outside of Forza Horizon and more info about Halo Infinite and things like that. I don't think it's it's I don't think it's ready yet or they're ready to talk about it. Um, would I love for there to be another fan event for Xbox that is like PlayStation Experience? Yeah, that would be great. Why not? More events would be cool. Um I just think, like, with the short amount of time left, supposedly it's in October, we're a month away. Um, if if there is one, they'd have to announce it pretty soon. Mm-hmm. But like, I just, I just, I, I feel like they don't have anything worthwhile to show yet. No, unless they're literally going to announce the next Xbox and then show everything with it. But I think it's a little bit too soon for that. So it's too soon too. I the. I know snippets about the next Xbox operating system, and um, it's far off, man. It's far away. It's not in a state to be shown yet, or even talked about. So, I am skeptical about this rumor, um, especially like as it pertains to, you know, as it pertains to games. I don't think Microsoft have anything to show yet, and as it pertains to hardware, I don't think Microsoft has anything to show yet. You know, there might. There's always room for surprises, you know. Um, we, you know, the, there was supposed to be an Xbox Elite controller too, codenamed Spider. I mean, I've you know I've seen things about this codenamed Spider controller, which is supposed to be an Xbox Elite successor with tension control on the joysticks and all these other features, like possibly even like a, a dock, an inbuilt battery and stuff like that. But I've also heard. That it might have been cancelled, from yeah, or, may, or maybe put on the sh- put on the shelf, you know. Oh yeah, maybe not cancelled, but maybe delayed to improve or rework or something like that. Um, which is why, if if they had a new elite controller ready in the short term, there's no way they'd release a white elite controller with all the old features so soon. Yeah, that 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 that, that kind of said to me, the elite two is probably next gen. And it's just probably being put on the shelf, you know? Yeah. Um, Because there's no improvements to that. And to kind of go along with this, Sam, 
Tolbert, excellent writer for TICGN, someone you should poach, Jez, since you were complaining about <laughs> that stuff earlier. But he says, what about a much meatier episode of Inside Xbox? Show Crackdown 3 gameplay, Battletoads gameplay, release dates for Ashen and Below, etc. Um, I mean, I'm all for a better and more meatier Inside Xbox as like I'm not necessarily a, a fan of the, the show or what they show, but... Um, I don't know. I mean, that, even what you just said there, there's no, there's not a lot. Crackdown gameplay, Battletoads gameplay, re- just release dates for Ashen and Below. By the way, Ashen's next year, right, Jez? At this point, well, this is what they said to me, the developers in my in an interview that's up on Windows Central somewhere. Um, they said uh, that they they have a time frame to finish the game within this year but they might push it to next year. The publisher, uh, Annapurna Interactive, will decide when the game launches. So it might be that they push it to next year for strategic reasons, like maybe to avoid similar games that are coming out in that time period and stuff like that. Red Dead. Dead. Red Dead, yeah, stuff like that. Can you imagine if Ashen released the same week as Red Dead? It would would kill the game. Yeah, you you, you ruin your game. I mean, as far as I know... Uh, below the devs should shut it off at that ID at Xbox event uh, at PAX, and they're still talking like it's coming this year. Um, I think it's Cappy Games, so there's not much time to left to announce like your game. You know, like I, I know it's indie, and maybe they don't necessarily compete with the big boys, but still, like if I was an indie developer, I'd want to avoid most of the holiday. You know, I don't. You, why would you want to release your game alongside Call of Duty? Call of Duty is going to suck well, all the air and promotion out of it. You know what I mean? It's it's weird, you know. I mean, for example, Astroneer launched in mid or late December into game preview, right? And you'd think it'd just get completely overlooked, right? But Astroneer, my guide for Astroneer was one of my best performing articles of that quarter. There was a lot of people interested in that game. So, you know... I think they saw they they must have seen some success just on the basis of loads of people were looking at my article. So you know I think games can work, and Astroneer came out of nowhere too. You know sometimes games can work by word of mouth and stuff like that. You know you've got this the whole streaming effect too and, and that sort of thing. So I don't know. I mean, what if Below launches into Game Pass or something like that? Well, I mean at E three they said that. Um... That Ashen would launch Game Pass, uh, Warhammer, and I believe a third one, but it wasn't below. Or was it below? I'm not really sure. Um, I mean, Ashen's launched into Game Pass? Yeah, oh, yeah. They won the Game Pass, um, yeah, which is great because it's also a co op title, right? Uh, so that's that going for it. Mm, not exactly a co op title. Well, not exactly. I mean, but I've seen a lot of videos where they're playing in co op. I mean, you can play it in co op, so. Um, it's oh, like you can't. Oh, oh no! Hang on. Sorry. Oh, make a question, Jazabirpa. Oh my God, Rand! You can't do this to me. I haven't even got the YouTube channel up. Bear with me, guys. Bear with me. This is this is the problem with doing a live broadcast. You know, it's, it, these these sorts of things happen where Rand gets a call from some girl and has to go and flirt down the phone. Send naughty Snapchat pictures and stuff like that, guys. Hit me with some questions while we wait for Rand to come back, and we'll uh, we'll just you know ask me anything except uh, naughty things because I'm not I'm not in the mood. I'm not in the mood right now. Uh, 
Right, I've got child now. Getting nervous, Jez. Yeah, I am. Jeremy Corbyn and Boris Johnson. I don't know. I think they're both terrible. Can we just can we just have sane politicians for once? Uh oh, politics. Can we just have sane politicians in the UK. No, no politics, Jess. That's that's a no no. We don't talk about that in the channel. So um <laughs> sorry about that. My um my family member is still in the hospital, so anytime the phone rings, I gotta make sure you know it's them. Uh if it's you know, to answer the phone if it's them. So um it wasn't. It was uh it was a limousine company, so I didn't bother answering the phone. Because I don't know why you blind a limousine? I don't know. It was a limousine company calling. I mean, I don't know if they're like, hey, someone sent a limousine for you to go cruising, you know, like <laughs> along the Chicago Chicago Lakeshore Drive or something, but I ain't answering <laughs> the phone for that. Um, so it, it, to go back to Tim's original kind of question here about the next box event, there are events that the, coming up. Jess says there is one in October for some hardware, but it's more surface. There is the... Um, there is... The game, uh, Brazil games game show, which Rod Ferguson is going to. I know Phil went there last year. There still is Tokyo game show. So maybe there's some kind of crossed wires about events and things like that. Maybe they're going to do something at the Brazil show. Who knows? But I just, I just really don't see there being, especially with the rumor being that it's a competitor or at least would be Xbox's version of PlayStation experience. I, yeah. I you know, if it's supposed to be October, I think it's, way short too short of notice but i would love for it to happen but I, I maybe i think it can happen uh next gen when microsoft has more stuff to show because remember back during the 360 era they had those um what was those uh uh xo events remember um no earlier in the earlier in the gen like you still had e3 but they also had um it was like XO15 and XO16. That was one of the years where they announced Bioshock and this is exclusive. Uh, they had uh, all that stuff. And that was when Microsoft had a ton of stuff to show. Like when, you know, they had all the kind of default third-party exclusives and their own games. So they had their own kind of extra event. I believe it was it was like XO or I forget exactly what it was called, but that was, I don't know. That was there. But Shout out to Mighty Ryan for the super chat. He says, "Do you think Microsoft will acquire another studio this gen? And what would you like to see from a new studio?" Well, there you go. This is right up your alley, Jez. Do you think we have we have presumably two years left in the gen? Do you see them acquiring another studio? And uh, what would you like to see from it? It's possible. I think it's possible they could acquire another studio, or even a publisher. You know, you never know what's going on behind the scenes. Um. I think it's definitely possible, plausible, definite. I don't know. It's it's just hard to say. I don't know anything about this. It's like this these sort of deals are such such a high level that they rarely leak. The only reason some of the British stuff leaked was because of the way UK uh, law works when it comes to acquiring companies. Some of that stuff is a matter of public record, and as such, someone found it and leaked it. Because it was just it was just out there, you know. They couldn't they couldn't keep a lid on it. But um, when it comes to other countries and stuff like that, it's probably not as simple. And also, it depends the way how the company's set up. If they are matter of public record and stuff like that, I don't know. But it doesn't look like anything is anything on that nature has leaked for the time being. I'd love I'd love to see it happen. Obviously, I think they need to buy more. They need to buy more studios, right, Ren? I mean, content is king, and they are in a situation 
soon where they're going to be going into this whole streaming thing and in order for them to compete with other streaming services they're going to need exclusive content with which to do that and in order to make that happen they're going to need the games so yeah i would like to hope that they are looking to buy not just games uh, game studios but hopefully some brands you know i mean they they're kind of hoping that compulsion and ninja theory will build new brands right or, or at least lend credibility to the Microsoft Studios name, which, let's face it, has taken a bit of a battering over the years. Um, so, you know, they need some bigger studios with some brand power and some, you know, big name. Well, yeah, you know, I, I totally agree. Like Matt Booty even had an interview about this where he talked about uh, Game Pass and how he was, you know, the studios that they bought, they wanted to be able to turn on a game out in, you know, every two years so they could have content mm-hmm. for Game Pass. I mean, I keep on saying this, and I don't know if people really get like what I'm saying. Game Pass is huge for Microsoft. It is it extremely is. important for what they're trying to achieve. And the only way it works is if you can constantly have content coming in and maybe not so much going out, but new content. That's what kind of drives the service. You look at like this month, and this month has a ton of great content. You have Halo Master Chief Collection potentially getting second life. After it's been updated for the you know the 4K, you have Quantum Break, you have Onrush, which that's a little surprising to you that Onrush is coming to Game Pass so soon after its launch. Jez, I didn't really get to talk to you about. That. Uh, I don't know because didn't the studio end up getting downsized a bit? Oh yeah, they pretty much got shut down. Yeah, the game didn't do very well. I mean, the game's great. It just didn't, you know, set the sales charts on fire. But, mm. uh, yeah, Microsoft needs more studios. Uh, presumably, I mean, if I had to put a number on it, I'd say they probably need to get two more. Obviously, they're not going to buy. Two? I think they need at least more one like or two. Ten. two. Okay, well, more the more the better. <laughs> but did you got to think if you buy ten more studios, how does that impact your profitability, right? Because they need to also 20. worry about that. But then, then again, I shouldn't really care about their profitability because it doesn't really matter. I, I think they need another two to kind of like have consistent good content coming out every single year instead of like the drought we went through uh, this year and last year where the games uh, either uh, weren't content filled or had, you know, issues like you need to get away from that and have consistently good content for years and years to come. So if they can add a couple more studios, whether they're double A studios, whether it's a smaller indie studio or whether it's a bigger one. That's what they should do. And potentially, you know, and I, I've seen Phil and them talk about this, buy maybe an IP, like they bought Gears of War, you know? Yeah. Maybe there's an IP out there for sale that you can pick up and you buy it and you put a team on it. I don't know. Um, unfortunately, it's like everything with Xbox. It's like uh, the future looks bright, but of course the future is years from now. And I, I, you know, there, there's always that meme was like, oh, wait to E3. And it literally is way to next generation. And I, I kind of always like it, it, it kind of sucks saying that, but it's essentially true, you know, yeah. like, yeah, uh, but that's just the way it kind of uh, turned out. But I uh, just ran, ran. I'm really sorry, but my uh, my computer is about to restart because of the stupid Windows update. So I'll bring it back. Okay, okay, I'll, I'll keep it going. I'll keep it going. Keep, keep it going, baby. I'll All right. Soon. So shout out to the Ruham, Ruham, sorry if I said your name wrong, buddy, for the super chat. He says, what's good, Rand? Big fan of your content. Keep up the good work. Thank you. I really appreciate all the support. It means a lot to me. I love it when you guys uh, check out all the videos I put out and uh, 
you know, leave a comment, especially if it's pertinent to the video. Because, you know, some people just, I'll put out a video and, and, you know, it'll be talking about like Spider-Man or something. And then one of the comments will just be Xbox has no games. It has nothing to do with anything I talk about in the video. And, and I would assume the person doesn't even know that I also own a PlayStation and that God of War is my game of the year and that Spider-Man I'm super excited for. But they always do this stupid stuff. And it just makes me question, like, what are you doing? Like, does it re- okay, yeah, I'm an Xbox-centric uh, YouTuber, but I like talking about everything that I play. And yet I get all these console war nonsense stuff in my comment section, which is, it's depressing to a certain degree. Um, TJ Guyver wants to know if I've gotten Spider-Man yet. No, unfortunately, I have not gotten Spider-Man yet. Um, I don't really have any context that... Um, I don't, I don't have any contacts at Sony, so it's hard for me to try to email. And I'm not necessarily one to uh, like reach out to other people to ask them for an email contact because I don't really like doing that, you know what I mean? So, no, I'm happy to buy Spider-Man. So I bought it on the PlayStation. I have it digitally. I'm going to play it uh, tonight, but I, I can't wait to play it. Um, Katopsy says, talking about your video, was your PUBG review and gameplay was based on Xbox One X or Xbox One S? Um, all, hey, Jez, you're back. Okay, that was fast. I thought you were going to be gone for a little bit, but uh, no, Katopsy, my X, my PUBG review was based on the Xbox One X. Um, I don't have an S anymore. I got rid of it when I bought my X. So everything you saw in that video and everything I talked about was in reference to the X. Like, I think I said I haven't seen any play-doh buildings at any point in time when i played PUBG, and that may have to do with the fact that i play on an x but yeah everything in that video was based on the x so welcome back jez thanks pal um yeah it's my fault actually i started the update earlier and forgot Ah. about it but i'm back did you miss me i did so todd mcdanger he wants to know he just got Game Pass. What should he play first? He's a total noob. I don't even know really what's in Game Pass. I think Halo Master Chief Collection is a good starting point. That is a game that has five Halo titles. You could play Halo 1, Halo 2, Halo 3, Halo 4, and Halo ODST. It's got matchmaking as well for all the multiplayer. So that could, you know, if you haven't played the Halo games, that's a good choice. Uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider is in Game Pass. I love Rise of the Tomb Raider. I love Tomb Raider. I can't wait to play Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Uh, so if you haven't played Tomb Raider, I recommend checking that game out. Onrush was just added. I believe Onrush is a pretty damn good, fun racer that has single-player campaign. So I would, uh, I definitely recommend Onrush. Why, while we're on the topic of Onrush, why hasn't it done as well as... Because I remember you raving about the game, right? I, I really but, like Onrush, yeah. But the studio shut down, though. Well, so, they 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 kind of got um, uh, they kind of got uh, downsized when the game didn't sell very well. Hmm, that's a shame. Hmm. Why do you think that is? Why do I think that is? Um, Bad marketing. I mean, it came out right at the beginning of June. I don't really think it had the best marketing. I mean, it's really not even a racing game. It, it's more of a multiplayer like. The whole point of the of the game isn't to really cross the finish line first because there is no finish line. Mm. I just think it was like it's Codemasters title. 
I don't know. I just didn't think it really hooked people. And I don't know. I mean, it's, it was 60 bucks, which probably hurt as well. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, it's like a, it's a combination of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think pricing at 60 bucks is probably for a, for an IP no one had heard of in a, in a, you know, that genre. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, I mean, yeah. $60 for something like that. I don't know. It's not really something you can get, get, uh, away with in this day and age, but, um, yeah, you know what? So let's um, let's let's talk about Spider Man, shall we, Jez? Because it is the it is all Spidey's Eve tonight, where everywhere across Spidey. PlayStation Nation is nice and quiet, waiting for that moment when their game unlocks. I didn't even, I thought Eve. the game was out. Uh, I mean, it's it. It, it's out tomorrow. Uh, technically, right. the reviews are out and stuff, but oh, I wanted right. to get your opinion on the whole downgrade stuff, like the whole <laughs> downgrade leading up to Digital Foundry saying it's been upgraded and what you thought about the reviews is currently sitting at 87. So you you had some comments on Twitter, but I wanted you to like expand on it. What do you think of people losing their, you know, people saying, oh, it looks like shit and people taking sides and all that stuff and people harassing uh... the developers of Insomniac, people har- calling... You know, Kofi, who's a friend of the show, uh, I've been on Press Start Podcast quite a bit. People calling him, uh, you know, throwing racial slurs at him and stuff like that, which is disgusting. What What'd you think about all that stuff? Well, yeah. first of all, that's just vomit-inducingly ridiculous. Second of all, I think a lot of this stuff is sort of like the fake outrage, man. I swear, right? Social media has gotten people... I mean, I, <laughs> I'm part of the problem too because I'm, I'm sure i've done this myself but people are addicted to fake outrage right people love being angry and youtubers love creating anger no offense friend but they love creating anger because it gets them loads of clicks and because that's the way youtube works some youtubers jumped on this non-issue in order to generate controversy in order to generate clicks and there's people out there who are just way too invested in youtubers opinions and they get on the bandwagon too and if you actually look at the screenshots it's it's so obvious that it's just a different time of day you know and stuff like that i mean i don't i haven't looked into it in that much depth because ultimately i don't have a playstation and second of all i just don't care so much but I just thought it was completely ridiculous. I mean, how is the presence of a puddle really going to impact your gameplay experience on that type of game? It's all about the motion. It's all about the experience of being Spider-Man, stuff like that. It was just a load of fake outrage, man. It was just on all sides, too. It was like loads of people like, oh, I'm outraged they downgraded. And then there was other people like, oh, I'm outraged these Xbox fanboys who are, who are trying to downplay the game, blah, blah, blah. So much outrage. I'm just like sitting there playing World of Warcraft, not giving a f- uh, <laughs> flipping pancake. So, there you yeah, go. you're just That's sitting on the beach. Oh. I was chilling on the beach. Are you got phone again? Yeah, yeah. How one many second. limousine companies? Yeah, I don't know. One, one, I'll be right back. <laughs> oh dear! Hurry up! Hurry up, Rand! Hurry up, man! Because my latency is so bad that by the time that I've opened the chat and gotten a question that um, Rand will probably be back. I hope Rand hurries up because I'm really bad at carrying the show by myself. Have you noticed, guys, that I don't actually do any shows by myself? I stream with someone else and I podcast with someone else because I am not good at this stuff. I'm a writer, not a, not a personality. I don't know. I don't know. How are you guys doing? How are you guys doing today? 
Let's not talk about politics though, because I get mad. I get mad at things like that. And come back. Come back. <laughs> there, there, guys. There, there. It's bad when, uh, when you're on a radio. What happened? There you are. Thank what God. Happened? Where'd you go, Jez? Did you, did you not talk to the to everybody in chat? <laughs> I did I tried, but tried. I'm just I'm just not I'm not very entertaining. Mm. Please, please, please don't leave me. I'm, I'm sorry. Good at this stuff, man. All right, I, I, I'm back. I'm back. Um, is that another limousine company? No, no, no. It was, it was nobody. Um, but uh, what were we talking about? Oh, trying to get my bearings <laughs> here. Oh yeah, Spiderman, oh, Spider Bro, Spiderman, um, <laughs> So, what do you think about the the reviews? Is that kind of like in line with what you thought it was going to get? An eighty-seven on Metacritic. Uh, I'm surprised that it didn't get higher. Hmm. You thought it would do better. Um, I, I was expecting in the nineties, even though I haven't looked into the game at all, and all I've seen is gifs on on Twitter, pretty much. I was still expecting it to be in the nineties, just because <laughs> it's a PlayStation exclusive, but um. And, uh, you know, they don't... Sony... I don't know why, but you, I just expect that of Sony now. Their games to just rate highly, you know? So... Oh, well, hold but, on, hold on, hold on. Do you, do you mean that in the sense... Okay, so do you say... No, that, I, I don't mean that in the sense of media bias, by the Okay, way. so you think they anyone just... tries and clickbaits me over that. Right. I did so not you... mean in the sense of media bias. What I meant was that Sony, for whatever reason, Sony funds the games probably... They just don't seem to make... When it comes to games like this, it's rare that they are miss. I mean, No Man's Sky is, I suppose, a bit of an exception. But when, when Sony puts their marketing weight behind stuff, it's usually for a good reason. And, um, you know... Well, I will say, one of the things Sony does incredibly well, uh, more so than Microsoft, is the marketing dude. Like, mm. you, you know Spider-Man's coming out this week. They they have done extremely good job marketing, but not only that, not only Spider Man, it was God of War, it was Detroit, um, big games that deserve a big marketing spend, and that's kind of the difference between you know Xbox and PlayStation at this point is like Xbox doesn't really I don't know like the the marketing they did for State of Decay and Sea of Thieves I didn't think were anywhere. Uh, close to what you know sony's done for spider-man but then again it's spider-man it's one of the biggest comic book characters in the world you know the marvel cinematic universe yeah i mean it basically does market itself now i think microsoft will get back into the huge marketing game when they have a a huge game to market like gears of war 5 or or halo infinite i mean they they've been known to go all out for stuff like that um, do you think they'll go off for Forza Horizon 4? I did see the official c- commercial today for it, which actually was pretty funny. Um, well, I remember one of the things that Microsoft... Um, I mean, this is something I heard too. But I heard that uh, Forza Horizon 3 took them by surprise a bit. It did, yep. Like, they um, they didn't market it as hard as maybe they should have done. And um, I don't think they'll make that mistake again with Forza Horizon 4. So, but the thing is, you've got to remember something about Sony and Microsoft. Microsoft, I think they're stretching their Xbox budget a bit further than um, Sony is st- um, stretching their budgets and stuff. Because Microsoft is trying to set up this whole streaming thing. They're trying. They're trying to do lots of um, 
steps off, you know, developing this new technology. They're investing in all sorts of, you know, stuff. Whereas Still. Sony's just sort of focusing on the games because they're just a games company. Whereas Microsoft's doing like the whole service thing. You know, they've, you know, they've, they, uh, they own Simply Gone and uh, Havoc and that's being developed too. And, you know, and I know Sony has its own engines and that sort of thing as well, but it just feels like Microsoft is stretching itself a little bit thinner than Sony does when it comes to games, marketing and all that sort of stuff. So I feel like that's why sometimes it feels like when Microsoft is marketing things, it just feels a little bit lower budget sometimes. Does that make sense? Is that fair to say? I don't know. I think it's because the games that it's just that the recent games are kind of lower budget to begin with. You know what I mean? Like State of Decay 2, I mean, that like they they really kind of didn't really do major marketing for it for a good reason you know what i mean like yeah. I, I i'm not sure like you like you don't need to put state of decay 2 on subway trains and buses and like have huge billboards for it because it's not that type of game that that stuff is reserved for things like halo and gears of war and fable and things like that now you could argue that maybe if they want to turn state of decay into something bigger maybe they should do bigger marketing but who am I? I'm just a nobody on YouTube that has a channel. Uh, I don't know the ins and the outs of how much these things cost, but um, I do kind of wish Microsoft would step up their marketing game for their games, as I fully believe like Sony just just like kind of like taking them the cleaners on that aspect of it. Yeah. And speaking of taking someone to the cleaners, Mikey Barra. Oh boy. He what a segue. He. He had really something to say to uh, the Sony executive. Um, cross, you know what? Crossplay comes up all the time. It, you know, I didn't even bother making a video about this because, because quite frankly, I'm sick of talking about crossplay and cross progression. I don't know if you are, Jez. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just sick of it, man. Like, I don't. You know, like, and you don't you want to play Fortnite on your phone? I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> Like, that's the thing. Like, I made those videos because I wanted to talk about it. At least I had something to say. But then this happened. I'm like, I, I don't want to make another video because, like, it'd just be repeating the points I made previously. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, like, would it be great that if there was crossplay? Sure. Yeah, 100%. Nobody's arguing against it. Uh, do I want it? No, not particularly. I'm not out here being mad. I wish I could play PUBG with PlayStation fans. I wish I could play Battlefield with you know, PlayStation dudes, that's never once crossed my mind. I understand that, you know, from, it'd be good from a developer's perspective. There are games out there that don't have huge multiplayer pools and it would benefit them if they could put them all together and stuff like that. But I just don't care if there is cross play. Now, cross progression is something that I think is a little bit more important. The idea that like, you can take your character anywhere and have everything kind of transfer over. Like, oh, I can play Fortnite on my Switch and take my level 89 character with all my stuff and then go to Xbox and have that same character, right? I think that's really cool and something, you know... And if I was a multiple console owner where, like, I was constantly switching, then that was something I want. And I do think the bigger issue here is the fact that, like, the Fortnite stuff and all the other things are locked on PlayStation. Like, I don't think PlayStation should have that power over a third-party account. That just because it started on PlayStation, then the progression doesn't transfer over to everywhere else. I think that's kind of bullshit, in my opinion. 
agree. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my whole thing here. But so what exactly, you know, started all this was that the Sony CEO, I believe, said that. Uh, let me let me get the article up so I can actually like quote him right. Uh, Sony CEO Kenshiro Yoshida said that on cross-platform, our way of thinking is always, always, that PlayStation is the best place to play. Now, of course he would say that because he's the CEO of the company. Microsoft would say the same thing, that they would feel that their platform is the best place to say. So nothing wrong with what he said there, right? I believe partnered with PlayStation 4 is the best experience for users. That's our belief. But actually, we already opened up some games with cross-platform PC and some others, so we decide based on what is the best user experience. That is our way of thinking for cross-platform. Now, this got everybody in a tizzy yet again, talking about cross-play. And Mike Ibarra tweeted out that, still isn't listening to gamers. All games should be cross-play and progression with the right input flexibility and gamer options. It's not often you see an executive of one company take a shot at an executive of another company. You know what I mean? So, but Mikey Barra, he's that wild card. You never know what he's going to say or what he's going to do. Um, Mike's a rebel. I'm sure, I'm, you know what, I'm sure he probably got an email from PR that day. <laughs> if it wasn't yeah, already a planned just, tweet, uh, you know? like Because PR probably like type like, Mike, what are you doing? Like <laughs> In that voice? Uh, not necessarily in that voice, but um, yeah. what do you think about all this, Jez? Like, it is, I, is it... Uh, well, this topic's been done to death, and you know we've we've talked about it before. Um, it doesn't make business sense for Sony to allow PlayStation gamers to play with Xbox, and we've been over it before. Reason being is because. You know, people buy consoles to play with their friends. And if people don't have to buy a PlayStation to play with their friends, Sony will lose sales. So why would they do it when they're the market leader? More people out there with PlayStation means there's more people more likely to buy PlayStation to play with their friends, simply put. Why would Sony help Microsoft with its business without some sort of concession? Now, you know, the the thing that annoys me, like it annoys you, is that Sony's dictating where third parties can and can't put their progression content, and that is wrong. And event, but the thing is, it's not. It's something for the the industry to try and figure out how to you know force Sony's hand. And um, if if uh, if Fortnite didn't want to make tons of money on Sony's platform they would probably offer some kind of ultimatum, you know. But the thing is, they don't want to annoy Sony because they make a lot of money with Sony. So why would they do that? So at the end of the day, the concession probably would need to come from Microsoft in some way. If they really, really want to get that through, they'd need to offer some sort of concession, you know. And uh, Microsoft, well, Xbox itself is a bit of a, a bit of a contradiction in the wider Microsoft ecosystem, right? Because Microsoft has now adopted this 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 new approach where they're like, um, you know, we let people put their stuff wherever, you know, we, people can play wherever they want. They can use, 
mm-hmm. know, their services and platforms on whatever platform they want. You know, we'll support Android, we'll support iOS, we'll bring Alexa to Xbox One, which was one of my successful leaks. Yay! Um, we'll do all this stuff, but we're not going to put Halo on PlayStation. No, you know, because they want to have their own platform too. So it's like this contradiction where, like, you've got Office and stuff on all these different platforms, but then you've got some stuff which is still exclusive to Microsoft platforms like Windows and Xbox. So, but then you have other games like Minecraft, which are simply too big to take away from PlayStation or take away from those other platforms. So it's kind of like... Microsoft, you either have to be all or nothing, I think. If you really want to be this company that just sort of isn't, you know, is is sort of living on the intelligent edge, what they call, where, like, people play wherever they want, you know, then you've got to be that company. You've got to put Halo on PlayStation. But you're never going to do that because it would kill Xbox as a... a, I don't even think Sony would want want it on there. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe not, you know. I like but, you know, you're you're right. Like that is the inherent contradiction of all this. Like Mike's tweet being like, Oh, you know, giving gamers options and where they want to play, it's like, well, if that's the case, like put the games on Steam instead of the Windows ten store, right? Put the games on Switch and PlayStation, but at that point you become a third party publisher and there's no reason for anybody to buy an Xbox. Definitely. Right? So it's that's like what are you going to do? We know Microsoft is trying to push console sales and they're trying to get people to game on Windows 10. So I don't know. I think this is the crossplay thing is just an area that since they're open to and Sony's 100% against that they can try to get good brownie PR points for it. You know what I mean? But in the long run, I don't really think the casual gamer gives a crap about it. You know? Um, I don't think the casual gamer is even aware of the possibility... I don't think they are either. Shout out to Cake Batter for the super chat. I think this is what I mentioned earlier. He says, Every gamer who plays a AA multiplayer title benefits significantly from cross-play as it lengthens the lifespan of the game by pulling the different consoles' player bases. Yeah, I exactly said something very similar where it could definitely... like Getting all the player bases and pool bases of all the consoles together would definitely help out the smaller developers who have a multiplayer-centric game. Um you know, develop. There'd be some developers that totally want that because there are games that you can hop on Xbox and oh, like Project Cars Two. Nobody's playing it, but if you had, you know, that that player base combined with the other ones, maybe there's people to play with, and it helps out the developer to keep their game going. So yeah, it helps out developers. But I don't know. You see, like this is just news, just because like we're the hardcore. We we look for news and we talk about it. But when you talk to just an average fourteen year old playing Fortnite, he doesn't know. All he cares about is my friends are here and I'm playing Fortnite or Fortnite and I'm doing the little dances. He doesn't know that you know he can play. You know that the whole cross play stuff is going on. But I don't know. Um, but I will say uh, we have two hundred and sixty seven of you watching. Really appreciate it. But we have only sixty six likes. It's a little low, so let's get that up to a hundred, and Jez will reveal an Xbox game, huh? Uh, <laughs> Rand's overhyping it, guys. No, 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 no. There's no such thing as overhype, Jez. No such thing. It's such an American thing to say. All hype is good hype. <laughs> All hype is good hype. There's no such right? thing as overhype. 
All, all hype is good hype. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. Like, this whole crossplay thing just... It's never. It's not going to go away because it's a competitive advantage that Microsoft has, and they can kind of make Sony look like the bad guys in this particular instance. But if it, it, the question is, is it affecting Sony in any way, shape, or form? Are they selling less consoles because of it? Are they losing PlayStation Plus subscriptions? Is the user base on Fortnite less now? Are they selling less V Bucks and stuff like that? I don't know. We don't know because nobody really gives out all that information. So I'm going to say no. Um, yeah, so it's like, uh, I don't know. Maybe Sony will decide next gen. Like, you know what? This is we're going to do this, and we're not worried about losing, um, you know, people to a, a different, you know, uh, console or whatever. So, well, that's the thing. If, if they were going to do it, it'd be next gen. Next gen will be the time to do it. But like they'd also need to make sure the next console is backwards compatible because they want to keep people locked into that ecosystem if they're going to move people over while supporting crossplay. So, you know. Yeah. Shout out to Lionel Bulgin. Bulgin. Sorry if I said your name wrong, bro. He says, don't forget, you need gold to play Fortnite, but you don't need plus to play Fortnite. That's true. And that's something that me and Jez have talked about on the show. And I've actually, I've actually said that to people at Xbox. I'm like, yo. This isn't good. Maybe you should think about changing this. Because, it I don't know, that is a barrier to entry, is it not, Jez? The fact that you can get a PlayStation and download Fortnite and just play it with no extra cost. But if you wanted an Xbox, you would have to drop money for gold. That that seems, I don't know. It seems like Microsoft is kind of like... What's, what's the right word I'm looking for here? Um, archaic? Not archaic. I mean, clearly... I like that word. Archaic. I, I'm, I'm trying to think of an analogy, but it's not coming Stubborn. to my head right now. Stop. No, they're kind of like a greedy miser. You know what I mean? Like, they're just... They're just like... There's just like an old guy just rubbing his hands in his corner, like, and all the kids are coming into the candy shop. But before they get in there, they have to give him ten dollars to get into the store. You know, he's just like, "Yes, look at all the money!" Like, they're, they're- okay, okay, I got, I got the perfect, I got the perfect analogy. They're being like EA over it. They're being like EA over it. Okay. Um, greedy, greedy miser. So you mean like I would love for I would love to see Microsoft remove that restriction, so a free to play game on Xbox is truly free to play. I would love it. Maybe it would actually drive user engagement and monthly active users. But then again, maybe Microsoft sees all the people signing up the gold to play Fortnite and they're like, we're not missing out on this three hundred million dollars. I don't really know, you know. I mean, there's also like the argument that you know, I don't know how. I honestly don't know how PlayStation works, and I'm, I presume it's the same way. But like on Xbox, uh, Xbox Live handles the matchmaking, which costs. That money. is true. That is true. That does Xbox Live does handle that. Xbox Live pretty much handles everything: your friends list, your achievements. Everything is built into it. So yeah, that is true. And Jez, we have over a hundred likes, so you know oh what that my means. God, oh my God! Okay, guys, you ready for this? Huge breaking news. Expect Huge. To, oh my god. Expect us to see this on every website going forward, N4G and all this stuff, as Jez is about to just lay the hammer down. Make sure everybody who's a game journalist in here watching, Samuel Tolbert, <laughs> make sure you get a, oh an god. article ready to write about this god. immediately. Oh my god, you're so annoying. Let's go. Let, let, let's go, Jez. Fortnite 2 is an Xbox exclusive now. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> basically, this is so anticlimactic now. Mm-hmm. Basically, sure is. I, I've, I've confirmed for myself that Fable Four is definitely a thing. That's that's all. Rand overhyped it, so don't blame me. But you know, like we've we've heard for a while that Fable Four was being developed by Playground Games. That was the rumor. I don't know where it came from originally. Where did it come from originally? That rumor. Uh. Cloberal and Reset Era was the first one to come out with it. Ah, uh, right, okay. And then, well, and then Eurogamer confirmed it, and I had my own couple sources confirm it to me previously. Exactly. And but you didn't believe me or my sources. Well, so. you know, I, I I didn't not believe you. I just prefer to get my own sources, you know. Right. So you I got don't. your own, you got your own source this time. You confirmed it to yourself that it is a real game, and that Playground Games is making it right. Yes, I. Basically, just confirm my own sources, and don't blame me. Rand overhyped it. Hey, I was just going to mention it in passing. People, people, people. Look at people are really excited about that. Oh, you know, okay. Fable, finally, because because I've had people say to me, "Is it really Fable? It could be doing something else." I'm like, "No, it's really Fable. They are really doing." I don't know if it's a Fable reboot or Fable Four, but then people are like, oh, "I don't know. I don't know." I'm like, you know, Jack- I am I am convinced beyond any shadow. I mean, I haven't written an article about this. Because I still want, I still want physical evidence. I want that physical evidence first. But I basically confirmed beyond any shadow of a doubt that Playground Games is working on a Fable game, a, a, you know, a reboot or a sequel. I don't know what, what it is, but I've confirmed that it's real, basically. Mm. Do you For myself, a- no, no third part, no weird Rand sources. My, oh, my weird Rand sources. <laughs> what? <laughs> You know, you know, you know. It is. I confirmed it for myself, so I'm happy now. Yes. Okay. I can start talking about it. I can start talking about it without thinking in the back of my mind, this might not be real, because now I can talk about it. What's the uh, Israel? What's the project name? Uh, I don't know. Oh, okay. You don't know the project name. All right. So, anyways, that was the little. uh, I did overhype it. Come on, I gotta sell it. I gotta, you know. You are a YouTuber. I am a YouTuber. I mean, you know, clickbait headlines and all that good stuff. You got to get people to check out your channel, man. That's what it's all about sometimes. Why don't you just podcast naked then? (laughs) Because I'd have negative viewers. Negative viewers? Yeah, I'd I'd lose everybody that's ever watched, and they'd all leave me in droves. Just wear like a tight t-shirt. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Or hot pants. Moving on from Fable, Jazz confirming the game is real. And I mean, it could still get cancelled, like Scalebound. Please don't do this. Don't 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 hype up everybody about a Fable game. And oh my then god, put out, I didn't hype anyone up. I and then and then put out in the, in the same breath. Well, it might get cancelled, like Scalebound and Crackdown Three. Oops, oops. What? <laughs> Crackdown Three is not cancelled. Oh my god! I know. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna have. You're gonna have like people writing articles, right? People are already writing. People have written off Crackdown Three like it's been canceled, you know. Um, so <laughs> this is gonna be an interesting se- segue. So greasy controllers. <laughs> um, Best. I saw this was a thing uh, that Xbox announced in a more promotional manner because it's not like a real thing. There's only like two hundred of them. The reason I think this this really got any traction is because Microsoft loves their controllers, right, Jez? They, they love their controllers. They so do. they announced this promotional one for PUBG where 
it's grease proof. And I thought to myself, how many Xbox gamers are out there with greasy fingers on their controllers that they that this was a good this someone thought, you know what? We'll make a promotional controller about how hey, you got greasy hands. You just ate KFC, didn't lick those fingers because it's finger looking good. Maybe you're maybe you're digging deep for some McDonald's fries. Or you just, you know, threw back a Burger King hamburger, quarter pounder, whatever you want to call it. And your your hands are just you're just soaked in grease. And hell, who wants to get up and go to the bathroom and wash that off? Nah, you can just grab this Xbox controller and play like nothing else. Like I don't know. Like I was kind of like, really? Who thought this was a good idea? I don't know, Jazz. What do you think? <laughs> I think it's just one of those fun things. I didn't think it's such a big deal. I don't know. I don't know. Like I, I, I saw that. And I'm like, this can't be real. But then I was like, I but they like also the released ten controllers a year. You know, it's like the Xbox Onesie, isn't it? it? I mean, the Xbox Onesie is a cool thing, though. You know, who doesn't want an Xbox Dude, Onesie? If, if you, if you got, if you suffer from sweaty palms. Some people do. Me sometimes when I'm playing, you know, a stressful game. And then it's a good thing, right? Yeah, I guess right? so. <laughs> I guess there's so it's a promotional item. Um, there's 200 of them. Uh, they're giving them. It's Xbox Australia, or at least Australia company. So there's that. Uh, but they did release, uh, or at least announce some new controllers. The Xbox adaptive adaptive controller is officially out. Uh, which is a great thing by Microsoft. I watched the um, uh, they had uh, they had a guy talk about it. We was playing Killer Instinct. Um, that uh, that controller is damn good. Um, have you gotten a chance to play with it at Gamescom at all, Jez? The adaptive which, controller. Um, I actually have one. Oh, you have coming, one coming to uh, my house. German Customs have stolen it because. Whenever anything gets shipped from America now, they're kind of like, oh, we got to check this because of tariffs now. Thanks, politics. But um, yeah, I've got one coming, and uh, I am going to do a showcase with a friend of our family who suffers from uh, brittle bone disease. So he struggles with mobility with his hands and stuff like that. So, and he's also got, he's got some kind of set up for his P- he games on PC. So we're going to see if we can get him set up with the Xbox adaptive controller and maybe try some Forza on it and stuff like that because he likes racing games. So It's an awesome thing they've done. It's an awesome thing they've done. I mean, there's no no possible way to downplay what they've done there with that controller. It's, it's based on a sort of a prototype controller that a charity made, I believe. I can't remember off the top of my head what it was called. But basically, so, so I think it was Able Gamers um, who made a controller similar to the adaptive controller originally. But obviously, they're a charity. They got not a ton of money to play with. They don't have Microsoft's industrial design expertise and stuff like that. So Microsoft stepped in. They were like, uh, yeah, we'll take this and make it better. And they did. And here we are now. So that's really cool. I think, mate. Indeed. What do you think? Uh, I'll be trying it. I'll be, uh, you know, well, not trying it out myself because it's not really, it's obviously not really aimed at me. But um, I'll be seeing how 
it works firsthand when um, German customs stops being lame, whenever that is. You know what else I've got stuck in German customs? What do you got stuck in German customs? I've also got the uh, what's it called now? The trans, the black translucent Xbox controller. There, man. Oh yeah, the the translucent controller. Yep. I think it's sexy. Is it? And yeah, I mean, well, I haven't seen it in person, but the pictures make it look sexy. I'm going to be doing a little showcase of that. Get my expensive camera and have a play around, and also around. I've got a Harman Kardon Invoke Cortana speaker stuck in German customs as well because they're only available in the US and I had to import one in order to use Cortana voice assistantness, um, hmm. which is relevant because today they announced Connect that. voice commands are back. In oh way. my lord! But Connect's not back though. Thank God. Right, no, Connect is back, but the voice commands are back, which is pretty much all I use Connect for anyway. But so you were saying that this actually works better than Connect ever did? Yeah, it's sort of, it goes beyond what Connect did because it doesn't require the Xbox to be turned on. <gasps> so like it'll it'll upload the commands to okay. First of all, for those who don't know, um, which is probably very few people, but you know, for those who are listening to the podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes, the uh, today Microsoft announced that Alexa. And Cortana speaker support is coming to Xbox One. So you'll be able to talk to your Amazon Echo to issue Xbox commands like turning your Xbox on, launching games, checking your friends list. All that good stuff is coming to your Amazon Echo or your Harman Kardon Invoke Cortana speaker. Or indeed, you can use it on your phone. So you don't actually need a speaker to use it. You can use it on, on the Alexa app for your phone. You can use it on the Cortana app for your phone. Or you can use it on Cortana for your PC. And if you've got a, a laptop near your PC like I have, which has got a far-filled microphone array, I'll be able to just yell at my PC to issue commands to my Xbox, which is pretty damn cool. Um, also, I just want to brag that I leaked that. And it came true. Yay. Are you impressed? Are you impressed? I'm always, I'm always impressed, Jez. I'm always awesome. impressed Good. by the information that you provide. Well, okay, so Thank you, you need... So what do you need for this? You need, a, you need Alexa uh, or Katana-enabled device, right? Yeah, so a phone, a curve, speaker, or a PC, a Windows PC. Because you can you know, have Alexa on PC now. Too. You know they Xbox call it PC. Xbox skill, right? Yeah, it's it, like if you got a Alexa speaker or anything like that. Rand. No, I don't. I why would I want Alexa in my house? I don't understand. It's awesome, dude. I don't understand. I, it, I tolerated Connect being in the house because I wanted an <laughs> Xbox, right? Even though the Connect was useless for gaming activities, but as soon as I got one. And I put it in the drawer. I didn't even connect it to the Xbox because why would I want somebody listening into what I say, right? So here's Alexa, this device that is constantly listening to you, and you hear all the horror stories about how it does all these and I, I like how it like records the conversations. And I've seen it like you know, people say like, oh, it sent it to my friends. Like, why would I want this thing that is tied to a huge corporation overhearing everything that I'm talking about? Like, I'm not that like convenience focus where it's like i can't go to google and search it on my keyboard or i can't say it to my phone i don't need some device that sits there and just constantly just listens 
Sorry, like okay. I'll never okay, get okay. one. First of all, paranoid. I'm not paranoid. I second of all, Cortana, uh, Cortana Alexa is awesome, and you know why it's awesome? Because wow. it just streamlines everything. So, like, instead of like, I'll get up in the morning and I'll be like, I can either reach over and grab my phone, unlock it, and find out what the time is, or I can just ask Alexa. I save myself literally fractions of a second there, but over time, Rand, I'll gain at least <laughs> ten minutes of extra extra life. Yeah, yeah. It's it stacks up, man. Like I just say, Alexa, what's the weather doing tomorrow? And it didn't even answer you. What amazing technology! Oh damn it, she didn't hear me. Exactly. Alexa, oh, she didn't hear what's me. What's the weather doing tomorrow? Oh. Oh. Nope. Oh. Didn't, didn't work again. No, it didn't. So, <clears throat> you can turn on your system. It's, cloud, it's going to be cloudy tomorrow, Rand. Yeah, okay. Yeah, now, you can launch I, your games. Information, in the... It's information I wouldn't have known. Mm-hmm. I would not have been able to know. You just look out the window and tomorrow. you'll know. You just look out the window and you'll know. But, um, I, I, but then I have to open the curtains. My dog is going crazy upstairs. But so... <laughs> But the thing is, man, it's not it's not just it's not just things like that. It's it's just convenience. Like you'll because um it doesn't require the Xbox to be turned on, you'll be able to say, uh, Alexa, um, boot up Rocket League and she will turn on your Xbox, turn on your TV, sign you in, and boot up Rocket League. So imagine you're getting him home from work, busy day, sweaty, stripping off your clothes slowly in the mirror and you think okay as soon as i've stripped off and gotten changed i am going to play battlefield 5 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. while you're getting changed you can ask alexa to queue up battlefield 5 on your xbox but if you didn't have alexa you'd have to get changed and then do it yourself oh man Is you've, that sold not... me. you've sold me i'm getting one exactly. I'm getting one right now exactly you've saved at least 15 seconds there, I would say. Maybe more. Can you believe, can you believe what a time we live in? It's amazing. But the thing, <laughs> the, the thing about um, Alexa, it's not just like Xbox. It's like a whole ecosystem of devices like thermostats, lights, uh, Spotify. I use Alexa mostly for Spotify, right? So like wh- when, I, when I work, I like to listen to sort of, um, I like to listen to music when I'm working. I just yell at Alexa to queue up some music on Spotify and she'll do it, you know, instead of me having to like alt tab and open Spotify and then, you know, cast it to my speaker. It just, it just, it's just convenient, man. I can get her to add beef jerky to my shopping list. It's useful. And I like it and screw you. If you don't like it, I don't care. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> so, I did have one more thing I want to talk about that Microsoft announced, kind of on the hardware side. And that was the, uh, actually a couple things. The Fallout 76 Robot White Custom Xbox One X. You see that one, Jez? The uh, white Xbox One X that was announced? Maybe not. Maybe Jez ain't here anymore. Am I even still live? I don't even know. Anyways. Say it again. The white Xbox One X. The Robot White. Oh, right, yeah, the, the white stuff. Yeah, You know what's really frustrating about this? What? I could have I leaked this, too. Could have. 
but you didn't. Yeah, but I didn't because I'm stupid. I saw the um, I saw that they were doing some white accessories, but I didn't put two and two together. And yeah, but yeah. I. What do you think of it? I personally prefer everything to be black. But um, it's kind of cool that not only is there like a white elite controller, a white console. There's also a white Turtle Beach headset, which looks really good. I saw, that's what I saw up close too. The Turtle Beach headset is really nice. They've um, it's got all metal interiors now, and it's super robust. It's a bit pricey, but audio on the uh, Elite Pro is really good. I think. Right. Well, I haven't. I haven't done it. I, I haven't used a Turtle Beach headset in a while, and but I do. I, I mean, my friends do say that 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 headset, or at least the one previously, is pretty good i i do like the look of the white uh xbox uh one x um i i think they look very nice but i wouldn't get an extra one just because i only need one console the the one issue i do here i do have is that white elite controller that is literally just version one i don't understand I, yeah, i'm frustrated about that i don't understand like one why you're coming out with a white version of it when it's been three years? Like, because this controller came out in 2015, if I'm not mistaken. So mm-hmm. it's three years later. People don't, people, like, people are asking for a white one, like, the year it came out or the year after it came out. People are asking for now an Elite V2 or at least an Elite controller that fixes the build quality issues that the current one has. Mine broke, the grips fell off, the bumper broke. My buddy Gopher has been through three of them. My buddy Mach has been through like four of them. People who get the Elite controller and use it for a long periods of time have come to discover it doesn't last very long, at least not as long as it should last considering you're paying $150 for it, mm. right? So I'm sitting here and be like, okay, who's asking for a white Elite controller? Where is the next generation version of this that actually will last you two to three years instead of one year? I I, I just... I'm just confused by that. You know what I mean? I don't know. I And I actually think the black one looks better, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the uh, bright white controllers. But, yeah, it's like you said. The most frustrating thing is that they haven't revised anything. And people were like, where's my Bluetooth? And where's my, you know, fixed rubber grips falling off? Because that's what happened to my Elite controller. I had this awesome custom Twin Peaks Elite controller. The the rubber grips fell off, and uh, I can't use it anymore because of that. So yeah, I mean, I'm not I, like considering that mine broke, and it doesn't. And, and, and she's shady saying that it's still a new version. It has new grips. It's not the same exact Elite. The thing is, is that I'm not going to buy this one on the hopes and dreams that the same issue won't present itself down the road. Yeah, it's you like. I mean? Where's the proof? You know, I mean, my, we did <laughs> we did ask Microsoft about this, and they said we're constantly reviewing our manufacturing processes, blah blah blah. But where's the evidence? You know, and I suppose like beyond getting one ourselves and reviewing it, um, we won't be able to tell. But here's the problem with that: it took like several months, at least three months, for my grips to fall off. Uh, do we really want to wait to find out three months down the road? I'm skeptical not 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 for 150 dollars yeah 
you know, they, they do have other controllers that are really nice that I might consider getting. But, I mean, they, the Xbox League controller is still the best controller ever made. It just wasn't built very well. Or at least they didn't think people were going to use it as much as they did. And they put, you know, uh, obviously the grips suffered because of it, which is unfortunate. Um, what else are you going to do? Um, do the grips fall off of the custom controllers from Design Labs? I don't think they do because the grips on the Elite were different than the grips on the regular controller. Um, I mm. believe. Um, I don't know. I went back. I use a, I've, I'm using a recon controller right now. Uh, because I'm, I'm my my elites in the in the case broken and uh, I'm not getting it repaired because it's out of warranty and uh, I'm not paying for a new one. I'll wait for the elite V2 in the meantime. So, anything else you want to talk about, Mister Giaz? Anything interesting, Mister Giaz? I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I um, I'm just sort of getting ready for the crazy. Quarter three push, all these games coming out. What's the next big game coming out? All right, so we have Spider Man launching tonight. Okay, next week we have Shadow the Tomb Raider. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, Life is Strange comes out, uh, Life is Strange 2 comes out towards the end of the month. You also have like NBA Live 09, you have NBA 2K 19. Um, you know, FIFA comes out, which are all, those were all big games. Well, maybe not NBA Live. Like, NBA Live is not really that big, but NBA 2K is huge. And obviously, FIFA is absolutely huge. Uh, October, uh, is Forza Horizon 4, as well as Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Call of Duty, uh, Black Ops 4, as well as Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, they delayed Battlefield to November, um, to, get out of the shadow of both those other games and to work on the gameplay. So that comes out on November 20th. You also have Hitman 2. You have uh, Fallout 76 that month. And yeah, I mean, so there's a bunch of games coming. And honestly, and this is going to this is gonna sound really weird coming from me, a guy who doesn't care and has not cared about Call of Duty multiplayer ever. I watched that blackout trailer today and I am quite excited to be playing Call of Duty multiplayer. What is wrong with me? What happened? I know you hated it because I had no single player. I I, I do. I, the fact that there's no single player is like terrible and they should You be... have sold out. No, 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 no. Sold out. No, no, no. I watched that blackout trailer and it's the battle royale version, right? And I'm, I'm watching that and I'm like, dude, that's straight fire. You know, Are you, you have, looking forward to peer to peer battle royale? Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's gonna be laggy. You know? I mean, if it's have laggy, you, then we'll, have I won't you ever play played? It. Um, uh, what is it? Is it war mode in Call of Duty where there's like twenty no. plus twenty ten v nope. ten? Nope. Laggy as hell. Laggy as hell. I don't know, man. I don't know if it's because I, I play all the PUBG and I, I'm super excited. You know, you get the adrenaline rush you get when you're in the top. I look at that Call of Duty trailer and I'm like, oh my God, a developer is doing a AAA Battle Royale. Oh, it looks so good. And maybe it's going to run so at 60 laggy. frames. Uh, like, and all my friends want to play it. And you know, well, the thing is, I ain't buying it. That's the thing. Like, my buddy's buying it and I game share with them. So uh-huh. they ain't getting my money. So I'm staying resolved. I'm not giving Call of Duty my money this year. My friend's given me, given, 
Call of Duty his money. I ain't giving them my money. <laughs> well, I'm I'm just jo- trolling about the peer-to-peer thing. I would I would pray that they're not that stupid. I'm not 100% sure that they aren't that stupid, but I would pray that they aren't that stupid. But I I went I was te- I was uh, I'm reviewing a headset at the minute. Um well, re-reviewing the HyperX CloudX headset. Um and stuff. Uh, and to test it, I just randomly decided to jump into Call of Duty. And it just reminded me how much I hate their networking infrastructure. Being shot before you can actually see the other player. And then seeing the kill cam and seeing a complete something completely different happen. Because what was happening on their screen was completely different to what was happening on your screen. Because they're crappy network infrastructure. And then when I play Overwatch or Battlefield, it's the glorious dedicated servers... And it's totally fair and playable. And yeah, maybe it's my network that's the problem. But the fact of the matter is, I shouldn't have to deal with that. It should just be dedicated servers. It's 2018 round. Mm. Well, I'm, get, I'm getting called out in chat right now, Jazz. Solar right. Waves Xfinity says, do you ever pay for any of the game share games? Seems like more of a game leech plan. Oh, oh my god. You're a game leech. A game that's, leech. That's, oh man, that should be a new term. Um, yeah, we split every other game. So I am buying uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, and then he'll be buying Call of Duty. I'm buying Battlefield. He'll be buying Red Dead Redemption Two. I'll be buying Hitman Two. He'll be buying Fallout Seventy Six. And you know, then it goes into next year. I'll be buying. Resident Evil 2, he'll be buying Kingdom Hearts 3. I'll be buying Metro. He'll be buying Anthem. Uh, you know, I'll be buying Devil May Cry 5. He'll buy Division 2. You know, it works out. It works out, man. It's so funny how, like, this, because of all the cloud stuff, this generation is just... That's the expectation now for some people, that they just get to share their games with one other person. What if next gen they get rid of that? What if they get what if they get rid of what next gen? Game sharing. Uh well my it's game share like is gonna be extremely that. disappointed because out of the thirteen hundred games I own on the Xbox, uh tw- like twelve hundred of them are mine. So he'd be really <laughs> upset if I if he lost all all those games. He would log in one day and, and you know and sees the thirteen hundred and then all of a sudden he has a hundred, he'd be pissed. <laughs> oh man, he'd be pissed. Do you, do you think, see them getting rid of it? No, no, I don't see. I don't think so because I've I've heard from people directly from Xbox where uh, GameShare actually helps helps promote games. Uh, people who GameShare actually buy more games than they normally would, so it actually helps developers sell more copies of stuff and make more money. And oh, because I was told that when you know developers find out about the GameShare stuff, and this goes for Sony as well. Uh, they get pissed off because they feel that like, oh, they're losing an extra sale or whatever. But when they actually come to Microsoft for details and Microsoft shows them and has the data already back up and be like, no, you actually make more money because they actually, when people game share, they're more willing to spend money on stuff. And they're like, oh, okay, that's fine. It's cool. So yeah, unless they totally redo their whole license structure because their licensing on the Xbox is the same basically as how it worked on the 360. And same thing with the PlayStation for the most part. So unless they drastically change 
how the licensing system works, I, I, I still think it'll be there. Now that's not to say 20 years from now it won't be different. Um, but yeah, definitely. Like I definitely buy more games uh, because I game share. Because, I mean, essentially when you look at it, you're spending $30 on a title instead of a full 60. Um, so you're more willing to try a game out. So yeah, you know, I, I think it helps out. And I've heard from people at Microsoft that it is a plus and not a detriment. Uh, Ernie wants to, has a question for you, Jez. He says, yeah. thoughts on the complaints for the new avatars being a bit too feminine for guys? Yeah, well, I agree. I agree on this. Because I'm a fat dude, okay? I'm a fat dude. And my whole Xbox career, I was like, I want to have a fat avatar dude on xbox but the fat avatar dude on xbox has these huge hips mm-hmm. i don't have huge hips man i am flat as hell i'm like a big block so i can't express myself with these avatars so i hate them they're lame i agree, I agree. with you i i actually like the previous uh iteration of avatars i don't like the new iteration mainly because they they do look really feminine and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with feminine looking things. I just, I look at this stuff and it's, Hey, it's great that Microsoft has a bunch of inclusion options, like people in wheelchairs or people with, and could have you know, done that with the previous system though. There's nothing, there's nothing about this, like push for inclusion. That means, you know, they can't include everything. I just don't like the way I just don't like the art style on this new, these new yeah, advertisers. There's I, not enough options either. The options are lame. I, I I reverted back to the gamer pick where my Randall soft serve gamer pick because I don't I don't like seeing those avatars. I, I don't think they look good. I, I think they're kind of lame and you know I like whenever that rolls out to everybody, it's just gonna be as I don't know. Like I, I think they kind of screwed it up this time around, but Same. that's just me. I did I, I've seen your avatar, you know, and he, he he's he he's a big dude. But he's got them hips, man. He's got them childbearing hips on him. Yeah, yeah. So um, I don't, I don't like it. You don't like but, it whatsoever. Yeah, I don't I really like, like it either. They they there's started not, adding there's not options either. There's none of t-shirt, just stupid things like t-shirts, beard types, and all that sort of stuff. It feels like like they've championed inclusion, which is awesome. But they could have championed inclusion and kept the old system, which had all the extra features. So I think. Yeah, whatever. I'm just not going to use it. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Should we just move to the questions segment? Yeah, yeah. If people want to hit us up with some questions, we will definitely answer them. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for hanging out today. And if you're listening to this later on, you know, Google Play or iTunes or SoundCloud, we appreciate you as well. Hope everybody's having a great day. So let's get some questions up in this biatch and then I can kind of go down to counting down the time until Spider-Man graces me with his presence on the PlayStation 4 Pro. That's right, the Pro. And what do you know? It's a phone call and I got to take this one. One second, Jez. Oh my God. And is annoying. Right, guys, drop me drop, drop some questions and I will try and answer them for you. 
because you guys are awesome. And thanks a ton for joining us again. Sorry that the schedule has been kind of spotty lately with me doing convention season and Rand um, having uh, some family stuff to do with and me going on vacation. God, it's the first vacation I've had in years. So I desperately needed that. Desperately needed it. But thanks for coming back and joining with us again. And we'll try and get the schedule on schedule. <laughs> Um, who are your most secret news sources? Uh, I can't tell you. It's a secret. Uh, <laughs> thoughts on Arkham enhanced updates failure. I actually haven't seen any of this, man. I haven't seen, I haven't seen any of that. So I can't comment right now. I'll ask Rand that when he gets back and maybe he'll let us know. Jez, when we announced the Divinity Original Sin 2 giveaway winner, um, one of my colleagues was dealing with that giveaway. I will ask them to sort it out blah blah blah. jez you want a real gamer you don't have a playstation dude buy me one i'm not made of money i'm not made of money buy me one and i'll play it um looking through this blah 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 uh jez ashen uh what about ashen what question about ashen do you have how far out is fable jez uh i have no idea actually um, all I know about Fable is that it's definitely being worked on, definitely being worked on at Playground Games. That's all I know about Fable right now. Jez, uh, mm-hmm. I don't think people have issues with their schedule. It's normal life, man. It's just a commitment that happens to not be respected that people don't like. Okay, man. Okie dokie. Um... Uh, Jesse, heroic all dear this weekend. Probably not, man. I don't have a dedicated raiding guild. I'm raiding with like a few friends and randoms, um, you know, and it's always less organized when you're playing with randoms. So probably not. Jez, last night, any news? Uh, news about what, man? Xbox? Um, I do. I am working on a few Xbox stories right now. But again, when it comes to leaks, I like to have hard evidence before I publish anything. And uh, I'm still working on that stuff. There's a lot of... Microsoft is doing a lot of cool stuff behind the scenes. But again, a lot of it is really far out. And we're not going to see the fruits of those labors for quite a while. Maybe not even till next year. Uh, The Last Night Game. I haven't... I don't know what that is, I'm afraid. I don't know what that is. Dutch Artworks. Have you played Battlefield 5 Beta? And what do you think about it? Um, Dude, listen to the start of the podcast. We actually talked about Battlefield 5 Beta a bit. But I did... I did enjoy it. Um, I put. Uh, I, I like the gameplay. I like the traversal. I like some of the new mechanics, like the the med packs and stuff like that. It adds an extra dimension to play. I'm not a fan of the uh, the whole bleeding out thing. I think that could be tweaked, but we'll see. We'll see. Jez, question: Why Xbox doesn't use Fable Legends for online multiplayer mode and Fable Four for single player campaign? You know what? That is. A bloody good idea. I don't know why. I think they should do that. You know, quite honestly, I I was in the Fable uh, Legends beta. There was some amazing artwork, and I had fun with some of the stuff, some of the features in that game. It was just a completely wrong business model. Nobody wanted a pay-to-win Fable game. Nobody. So, like, hopefully they'll reuse some of those assets and those those concepts for Fable 4 whenever that drops. Oh, really, Jazz? Oh really? Well, so what was the question? Uh, 
Uh, J Venue says, why, why does an Xbox use Fable Legends for their multiplayer mode in Fable 4 and then have a single-player campaign made by Playground? Uh, because does Fable really need a multiplayer mode? Oh, 2018 run. Everything needs Plus, a I mean, does Playground Games even want to, like, do pick up the scraps from a discarded project? Maybe they just yeah, want to do something point. of their own. Like, they want to put their own stamp on Fable instead of, like, hey, you need to have this, you know? Yeah, that's a good point, too. And they'll want to put their own sort of mark on it and stuff like that. Uh, Spy- uh, Jez and Spider-Man ask, why was Crackdown not at Gamescom? Um, you know what? I've actually spoken to a couple of people about this uh it was just purely because the dev team are focused on the game and they just didn't have you know they didn't have room in their schedule to make a gameplay demo and all that sort of stuff because believe it or not you actually need game developers to make a gameplay demo so that's why that didn't happen um crackdown information is coming Soon it should. I've been told the game's the game's only a few months away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it probably does need some kind of reveal soon. But they they they're working really hard on you know cramming as much stuff into it as possible because they know the expectations are high and they know game journalists and YouTubers are ready to trash it. You know they're doing everything they can. Yeah, I, um, I would imagine they probably do another uh, uh, first on IGN for Crackdown. Right, uh, they didn't yeah, want for State of Decay two, uh, so I would imagine maybe December, maybe January, it'll just be a whole month of Crackdown blowout stuff, with like uh, a February's Inside Xbox being all about uh, Crackdown yeah. three. Um, but yeah, man, those IGN firsts, those IGN firsts. How can I compete with that round? Win- start your own Windows Central first. I can't afford to pay for the previews. So I That's just have to true. leak everything. There you go. Well, yeah. You want to get rid of the leaks? Pages. Um, or just, just, just tell me the information and I won't leak it. So Ernie wants oh. to know about the Batman Arkham enhanced update failure. Are these devs incompetent? I don't know anything about that. I know the game was updated. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about that. I was hoping you'd heard about that. Um, about that. I heard... So apparently... All I really know... I didn't watch the digital foundry video was that um i guess it looks better on the pro not really sure i didn't really watch the whole thing um or it definitely doesn't run in 4k and like the x version is at like 45 frames which is like a weird frame rate um but yeah digital foundry's article is like the worst xbox one x update yet so they're not fans oh, of it. Oh, snap, son. Yeah. Well, the thing is, was that handled by Rocksteady or was that handled by one of Warner Brothers' I'm sure it was. Uh, I'm sure Rock City had nothing to do with it. They're probably all hands on in whatever title they're doing next, you know? Because doesn't Warner Brothers have a history of doing really weak ports to games made by other devs? Like, what was that game now? Wasn't it like literally a Batman game that was just completely broken on PC? I think. Oh, yeah, Arkham Knight. When Arkham Knight first came out on PC, it was broken. It was completely broken on PC. Yeah, and that was because Rocksteady themselves didn't handle the port, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't handle the port, but they they fixed it eventually. But yeah, yeah. I, see, they. I mean, you know, Jakum says it was handled by a separate studio, and that's why it sucks. Yeah. So GG. Uh, the indie gamer he wants to know if there's any news on the last night game. Uh, haven't heard anything. 
What is that? Oh, I remember that. That's that pixel. Yeah, pixel yeah look, it was a really, really cool looking game at E3 last year. But yeah, no news. Um, yeah, I would imagine the game's coming out next year, though. Um, the uh, Games Press reacted negatively to that game because the game developer of that game had spoken favorably about Gamergate, apparently, at some point. Oh, yeah, that's right. There was that whole thing, yeah. Uh, Virgil Delgado wants to know, when do you think you'll have your Spider-Man review up? He's getting ready to play it for at 9 o'clock. Um, whenever I finish it, really, like I'll play it tonight. Obviously, I play it most of the day tomorrow, most of the day Sunday. Hopefully, I can aim to have a review out on Monday. Uh, that's kind of like the focus at this point, but it really depends on how much um, time I'm going to get be able to spend because um, I have to go to the hospital tomorrow uh, at like 11 o'clock, so I don't know how long I'll be spending there. So hopefully um, I can have it out by Monday, the latest being on Tuesday. But I'm I'm so excited, finally. Got a game to play, Jazz. A good one, too, you know? So excited. Yeah, I know. I know. You'll be playing World of Warcraft. I know. I know. I am uh, I am currently looking into ways to save up for a gaming PC. Ooh. Yeah, Kratopsy. You can join the Master Race, man. Everything, everything's good. I just there's just some meeting or family meeting they want to have talking about all the these different like things. Everything's fine though. No, nothing like bad or anything. So, um, Ernie wants to know what you thought about THQ Nordic purchasing the rights to Kingdoms of Amalur. Oh right, yeah. Now Kingdoms of Amalur is like I played it. A li- I think I played the demo. There was a demo right for that game. I'd, I'd never owned it, but like I heard. There's a lot of people really like that franchise, or at least see the potential in that franchise. What do you think of it? Because I, what I played of it didn't really hook me. I mean, I liked it when I played through it. I mean, it's okay. It was made by Kurt Schilling's uh, team. Um, does it have a future? I don't know. I mean, THQ Nordic, they, they really spending money out there getting games and studios, huh? Yeah. Um, I wonder where the funding's coming from, because they're just sort of... THQ died and then re- emerged from the ashes somehow with a ton of money. Yeah. So maybe they've just become gangsters or something. I don't know. It, it's cool to see. I know a lot of people did like Kingdoms of Amalur. Um, I, I enjoyed it, but I didn't really love it. Uh, but I wouldn't mind seeing it coming back. You know, I'm always I'm always up for, you know, cool new games. Uh, so, I don't know. It's nice to see THQ Nordic, like, kind of step it up to the big leagues almost. Uh, yeah. doing all these I cool mean, they're, they're also publishing some Xbox games on retail yeah. and, on, uh, Steam. on Steam yeah. Yeah. which um, ReCore and uh, those Disney games and stuff like that Yep. does anybody care about ReCore at this point in time? do they care enough to even bother buying it on Steam? one of those games that might find a cult audience because of sales and stuff like that yeah. And that Steam is like Steam has such a huge huge audience. It's kind of like YouTube where like even the most niche kind of game can find its audience in the same way that even the most niche YouTube channel about flat earth conspiracy theories can find its audience. So, who knows, man? I think putting Steam, putting a game on Steam, putting a game like Recore specifically on Steam is always going to be a good move. And I think Microsoft should really start looking at putting some of its other games on Steam. You know, maybe even like Halo, baby. Mm, maybe. Wouldn't that be cool? I mean, 
cool. they've talked about like Halo Master Chief Collection and like stuff and like they've met like they took down that Halo Online game uh, that popped up earlier this year. I mean, do we think that they're going to actually put Master Chief Collection on Steam at some point? It would be the right move to do, right? I, I agree. It would be the right move to do, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, people people have been clamoring. I mean, they they you know they're giving away on Game Pass. You know, you have Halo Infinite coming out in a couple years. They need to kind of rebuild the brand of Halo. And if the Master Chief Collection is fully fixed, it's in 4K, like, why not put it on Steam? Put it on Windows 10 and see what happens. I don't know. I mean, I think that's a good idea. Connect them together, too. Wouldn't that be really cool? That would be cool. I know a lot of people would be (laughs) pissed because there's there's this, like, thought process or at least some idea... That Halo will never go to PC. That is like the last bastion. That even though Microsoft is doing Xbox Play Anywhere, where like all their games go to PC, you know, Windows 10, that somehow it's immune. Like Halo's immune to it, even though Halo Infinite was announced for Windows 10 right away. They just feel like, oh, Halo's not going to go. But, um, why not? I mean, get a bigger, get a bigger user base, get people out there loving Halo again. See what happens when Halo Infinite comes out. Right, indeed. I mean, if you wanted to market Halo Infinite to PC gamers, putting the Master Chief Collection on Steam would be pretty smart, mm-hmm. wouldn't it? I think would be. I, <laughs> I think it would be a good move. People love Halo, especially the early Halos. But um, Sam Tolbert wants to know. He says Ninja Theory has started hiring a bunch of new devs. The Coalition Rare and Three Four Three Industries aren't stopping hiring. Is Microsoft attempting to expand and grow their teams to Ubisoft levels? Oh my god! I, nobody, nobody can get to that level. Yeah. <laughs> How many people worked on the original division? Like eight hundred people or something. Yeah, it was like something like two thousand on Assassin's Creed, like Origins or some shit. Uh, I, Ubisoft is in another world when it comes to staffing. I can't see Microsoft competing with them on that level, but. The thing about Ninja Theory is that they've shown they can make really high-quality games, even with a relatively small team, uh, relatively small, extremely passionate, extremely skillful team. So, like, they said that they wanted to bring on some sort of mid-tier devs and grow them out. And I know from talking to people I know at Xbox that um, Undead Labs does have a plan to grow Studio 2 and sort of get the franchise to the level of quality that you expect of the platform holder because ultimately it's not really undead labs's fault that expectations for state of decay were so high because if if um if undead labs was just an indie studio and they're releasing state of decay as an indie game for steam and it was like, like this cult thing um i don't think they would have got panned as hard as they did for State of Decay. But the thing is, there's an expectation placed on the platform holder to compete at the level Sony's competing at. Like, Xbox, Microsoft is supposed to be this huge company approaching a trillion dollar market valuation. Why the hell aren't the games as good as Sony's games? So, I think the idea is to get to that level. And I would hope that they can do that without having to hire 2,000 developers like Ubisoft. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think they're going to approach that level. Um, I think they'll. I think I don't even think Ninja Theory is going to even approach like the, like the Halo, like three four three levels. Like uh, I think Ninja Theory had a hundred. I think they're up to a hundred and forty now. 
I don't really see them yeah. going. I don't really see them going past two hundred. Um, but maybe they will. I don't know. Like, I, it's going to be interesting to see how Microsoft like treats. I'm kind of more interested, quite frankly, in how big the initiative is going to grow. Um, and how many yeah. people they're going to poach from the studios around Santa Monica. Like, is is the initiative going to be this big 300-person you know, studio, um, you know, uh, like, like with the tons of people from Sony Santa Monica and Naughty Dog and all these other places building this huge experience? Um, I, I don't know. Like, Ubi, I mean, Ubisoft, I mean, they got like 800 people at a studio, like, in multiple studios. I just, I just can't see that happening. I would love to be wrong, though, you know? I, um... I went to a presentation for Ubisoft at uh, a Gamescom for the Division Two, actually, and uh, the presentation was all about their world building team. And Ubisoft have like they have a special unit. I can't remember off the top of my head what it's called, but it was it was something like Ubisoft Special Editorial Services, and it's like a whole division of Ubisoft dedicated to real world authenticity. So, like, if there is um. If there is like, say for example, the the dev team wants to know um, more about the way militaries might behave in a pandemic situation for the Division Two, their their sort of editorial team will like seek out um, people with specialist knowledge about that subject and then relay it back to developers and be like, you need to make this look more like this because this is what it like you know, this is the way it behaves in the real world and stuff like that. And the the level of complexity and detail that goes into a Ubisoft game, you often don't notice it because it's so it puts so much work into making it seem real and all their games sort of get to that level now. I almost take it for I almost take it for granted. Does that make sense? I yeah, I think it does. I think people take a lot of things uh for granted until it's like gone or whatever. Yeah. I think that makes when, sense. When, yeah, when I when I was when I was watching this presentation, I was like, "Man, I I mean, you, you know that Assassin's Creed uh, Origins was like really detailed, you know, in relation to the way ancient Egypt was and stuff like that. And you know they did a ton of research on making it authentic and stuff. But until I saw that presentation, I didn't really fully appreciate how much work actually has to go in to make that happen. Like, it's not like Ubisoft has like an Egyptologist on their team who just knows all that stuff they have to find the egyptologist to you know relay the information and then they have to sort of translate that real world experience into the game world and that's something only ubisoft really does well i think i don't know right going off on the tangent there well on that tangent is going to end the show for today um thank you guys so much for hanging out with us, uh, all the you know comments and chat, the super chats um, means a lot to me and Jazz. Um, so Jazz, working uh, you working on any 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 articles, any any leaks and stuff that people can look forward to on Windows Central, perhaps? I'm always working on stuff here and there, but the thing about I was saying to someone earlier while you were away that it feels like a lot of the stuff Microsoft is working on is so far out right now. I feel like Fable's probably quite far out. I feel like Scarlet and, you know, the whole Scarlet project, I feel like, well, that's pretty far out. But Microsoft is working on exciting stuff behind the scenes, game streaming and getting all that work. Did you notice that, um, did you see the news that Xbox, the 
Android now supports Xbox One's controller's Bluetooth stack. Huh, really? You know, that's that's laying the groundwork for game streaming. Yeah, so of course. You'll be able to, theoretically, play Fortnite using an Xbox controller on your phone instead of trying to use the god-awful touchscreen touch controls. Even though like lots of people seem to be happy to do that. God knows why. But, yeah, soon you'll be able to play um, Android games with your Xbox controller. Yeah. So, there's a lot of cool stuff coming. Yeah, and it's all just kind of years away. But anyways, um, as for me, you know, I'll be dropping videos. Uh, hopefully I can come up with some interesting topics. Um, if you guys have any interesting topics you want to hear me just, you know, talk about, make sure you drop me a line on Twitter or on Xbox Live, uh, and I'll make probably think about doing one. But thanks for being here. If you're new to the podcast or the channel, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Make sure you follow Jez on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. I have a, still have a giveaway going on for Day Z, and I have a huge giveaway to announce in a couple days. Um, so yeah, thanks for watching, guys, and uh, we'll see you episode sixty-eight next week. Later. Thanks.